Welcome to Think Like a Penguin, The Art of Flying. This is the podcast to help you think outside the box, live more confidently against the grain and become your more authentic self. Penguins don't traditionally fly, but what's to say they won't one day? I'm going to start this episode with a conclusion, just in case you don't make it to the end. Stop assuming life or people owe you anything. The more expectation you have, the more disappointment, resentment and frustration you will have when you don't get what you think you're owed. The less expectation you have, the more fulfillment, happiness and gratitude you will have every day in life. Stop assuming that you are owed anything. If you need to listen to that again, please do so. Listen back. Otherwise, carry on and enjoy the episode. Thank you. Welcome to this episode, which is all about gratitude. And incredibly, I couldn't be in a more beautiful place that I am super grateful for. And that is Point Heron campsite. It's a little bit breezy, not windy, just a a lovely light breeze. And I am at a campsite with people about two, three hundred metres away. So if you hear any of the background noise, well, you'll just feel like you're here with me. So hopefully that's not too off-putting. And I will start recording and I'll have a little listen. And if it's really terrible, well, then you won't be listening to this episode. I'll have re-recorded it. But gratitude. I feel like it's a bit of those buzzwords, a bit like those um, kind of like wellness or years ago when I was a personal trainer, having a PT was kind of like a buzzword or a buzz thing. Um, I can't think of any more off the top of my head, but it's kind of on point. Like people are all about keeping a gratitude journal and practicing gratitude. And I wonder how many people who actually do this practice of gratitude daily, of gratitude or weekly, or just are aware of doing it, know why they're doing it or have the conscious thought of how important it is. And I'd love to just share my thoughts on why I think it's important, in fact, necessary, and why I certainly include it in my day-to-day. And it's almost like a automatic way of thinking now. So I think it couples quite nicely with optimism or looking on the bright side. When you are genuinely grateful, it's very hard to focus on the negative. And so people that are optimistic or see the good in things or see the possibility or the opportunity in a situation probably are more likely to be able to be grateful for even a life lesson even if it's something horrific and terrible they can probably be grateful for the lesson they're going to gain from it so if it's stressful or if it's challenging or if it's painful or emotionally um takes a lot of strength you can still be grateful for something about the situation or if a person is not very nice or they take you for granted or they don't um, value you or they do something seemingly horrible we well, can always be grateful for the lesson that that behavior in the other person has taught you so being grateful essentially means that you can place yourself in the world and be in a better, more positive mindset within your life. So people that are depressed, um, pessimistic, don't have a good optimistic viewpoint, I think obviously there's clinical ways in which you can help with severe depression, take medication and things like that. But if you're just a bit Debbie Downer and can't see 
the joys in life, maybe start by consciously working on being grateful. So what does that look like? Um, so I've already given an example of if there's a challenge, you look at how that's going to give you a life lesson. But being grateful is simply looking at an opportunity, sorry, an event or a person or an occasion and seeing the value in it. So let's start with a person. Being grateful for a person, you might think, how has this person added to my day? How have they enhanced my mood? How have they taught me something? How have they sacrificed? How have they shared knowledge? How have they added to my experience by having them in my life? So it might be as simple as, oh, that person smiled at me. I'm super grateful that that person even acknowledged me and saw me and wanted to be nice to me. Or if you're in a lecture, someone shares their knowledge, super grateful for that knowledge. And it's just acknowledging and and really bringing to the forefront something that that person has done to add to your day if it is like now camping I'm literally watching fish jumping out of the really calm water it's incredible it's not something I see often the sun is beautiful it's not too hot I'm so grateful that it's not raining why because I'm camping I don't have a sleeping bag I totally forgot to bring that and I went for a swim so I don't particularly want to then be rained on as well. The fact that the sun's out and there's a light breeze I've dried off already. So being grateful for a situation or a moment in time just puts the focus on the positive. It kind of sounds obvious, but I'm surprised at how many people will focus on what they perceive as a negative component of a person or a situation rather than just focusing on what has been gained what is the benefits? What's the positive from that situation? So that's what gratitude is. Now, I've touched on a little bit why it's so important. Um, I'm going to also talk about what happens if you're not grateful as a child in a relationship um, and in various situations and how actually that's really dangerous because it leads to entitlement. But the beautiful thing about being grateful is that you actually get more of the thing that you're grateful for. So if I'm grateful for and I'm focusing on a person and they make me laugh, I'm more attuned to noticing the next time they're funny. So because I am grateful for it and I can say this to them or I can just acknowledge it in my mind and think, God, I'm grateful that they make me laugh, the chances are the next time they crack a joke, I'm also going to receive that humour And the more I'm grateful for it, the next time they do it, I will be um, receiving that as well. If you don't acknowledge something positive with gratitude, you're probably not going to receive it the next time. And if you consciously acknowledge it, so if I go about and tell that person, God, I love it that you make me laugh so much. I love that you're so funny. Guaranteed, they will want to share their humour more. People love being needed validated, appreciated and told that they add value to your life. It's a human trait. We all struggle. I don't care who you are. Most people, 99.9% of people, unless you're psychopathic, um, struggle with self-esteem and feeling like they have value. So if somebody verbally tells you or shows you that they are grateful, you're more likely to feel like you have self-worth and you're more likely to want to gift the very thing they're grateful for in the future. So being grateful actually leads to more of that 
situation or more of the same behavior from that person that you're grateful for. And the irony is, the more you are grateful for things and people, the less you need. So the very act of acknowledging that you are content, happy, positive and grateful for a person or a situation, the more your cup is filled up, the more you feel like you've got what you need in life, that that little thing that person did for you, that little act of kindness or the fact that it's not raining today, it means that I don't need more things to be grateful for. That kind of fills me up enough that now it could rain tomorrow, but I'll still be grateful for the fact it's not raining tonight. So it won't matter. So it kind of like builds up your resilience in a way. And teeny weeny little acts of kindness or teeny weeny little things that you can find gratitude in become enough to completely fill you up in terms of self-worth, self-esteem, positivity. So it means that you can live more simply and you don't need as much from other people. So let's um, talk about maybe and I'm gonna I'm gonna specifically talk about gender roles here, but um, a wife, and she's a cis wife with a, um, a husband, and she's old school, or the relationship is old school in that the wife makes all the um, the beds, makes does all the cleaning, makes all the meals, and does all the housework. Now this is obviously a very old school approach, kind of back in the 1970s um, time. Hopefully we're not like that now. If the husband says, thank you, I'm so grateful that you've done all the housework whilst I've been away, let's just say he goes to a nine to five job, the chances are that wife will happily do that each day. Well, she might not happily, but she'll be more inclined to do it. If that husband takes that wife's actions for granted, not only will she be resentful, she'll also be um, encouraging that husband to be entitled. And that husband would then will expect to be waited on and for women in general to go about doing things for him because he's not acknowledging that she's actually going out of her way to do that. And that's something that he could possibly help with and, and do. So not only is there resentment, there's then a sense of entitlement, which is really dangerous because then there's an expectation, which is the same as entitlement. And then there's a lack of respect. So when someone, say, doesn't then do the housework or cook the meal or make this husband feel like he's waited on, that husband will have an element of expectation which will then be not met, which will then cause that man to essentially um, not respect the woman because he feels entitled and why have you not done this for me because this is what I always expect. So if the man has absolutely shown gratitude and said I'm so sorry I can't do this because I'm at work and by the time I get home I'm tired but I'm super duper grateful then he's aware that that is a action that shouldn't be just expected to be done by the wife and he's more likely to be consciously looking for ways to be grateful when other women but also people just do things on his behalf it scares me when the woman maybe has really low self-esteem and stays at home, does all the housework and doesn't demand gratitude, doesn't demand a thank you because she's so low in self-esteem that she thinks, oh, well, he won't love me if I, you know, expect that he has to say thank you 
or you know I'll do everything I can to wait on him so he appreciates me I guarantee if that man is not saying thank you he is not appreciating what his wife is doing for him only when you have a verbal confirmation of gratitude or actions show that you are grateful so you might help with in another area or you might sacrifice so you can do something else um unless you're actually showing gratitude you're not being um you've basically been taken for granted you're not um being acknowledged and there's no there's no um I can't think of the word I've lost my flow but I'm just sorry I just got distracted by a fish I'm sure you get the idea saying great um and that you're grateful is vitally important so that you don't breed resentment you don't breed under appreciation and um you are more likely to get the very thing that you're acknowledging you're grateful for so you're actually encouraging that same action to be done time and time again now why is it so important to teach children to be grateful and I have to be careful here because I'm not a parent but I have witnessed the differences between children that have been brought up to say thank you thank you for cooking me a meal mum or dad thank you for helping me with my homework thank you for driving me to the sports fixtures thank you thank you thank you I've seen that I was one of those where I had to say thank you. I've also seen the opposite, where there's absolutely no gratitude, there's an expectation. And what that breeds is entitlement. And then entitlement turns into a very scary picture when that person becomes an adult, the world isn't giving them enough. And because they're entitled, they potentially then become lazy. Um, they don't have much resilience. They don't work hard in a job. They just assume that life should be handed to them on a silver platter. And you can't blame them because that's exactly what they've been brought up with. So if a child is fed a lovely meal three times a day and they're in a safe home and they've got fresh clothes on their back and they have holidays and they have fun experiences and they have um, taken out for um, I don't know, outings to the cinema and they have hobbies and they get ferried here, there and everywhere, taxi driving all around town to play their sports and they are not grateful holy shit that's scary because they will assume that that is what life owes them not just people but what life owes them we have got to start asking our children to first recognize that if something is done for them then they need to be grateful for that they need to acknowledge it first of all and then they need to say thank you because that will encourage and breed the the kind of mindset required to then have resilience to deal with life if it doesn't give you what you think you deserve but it will also put the responsibility on the child to want to make things happen because they recognize from an early age that actually they're not just given stuff without expectation they're not given stuff for free you actually have to earn things in this life you actually have to acknowledge how um, grateful you are if you have three key, um, three meals a day and, and clothes on your back and this sounds quite extreme because obviously if you listen to this podcast you're possibly not um, like dirt poor you possibly haven't ever been exposed to um, really tough living environments but I think it's important to acknowledge that just because your children may always have comfortable living um, 
situations and a beautiful education and all the mod cons and anything they want in terms of experiences, it doesn't mean that that's an expectation and it certainly doesn't mean that that's normal. So I have been fortunate enough to experience people living lives where having three meals a day wasn't the norm and having fresh new clothes um, wasn't a given and having safe home environments wasn't a given and I have to say hands down some of the happiest children I've ever met were in Zambia and they were playing soccer football and the ball was a rock about the size of a fist and that rock was covered in about 50 plastic bags so just plastic carrier bags and that was their soccer ball and the reason they're so happy and this is I think is so common across the western world the reason that we typically get so unhappy versus people who have far less than us is because there is no expectation and what breeds expectation is a complete lack of gratitude it's an expectation of I deserve this and a sense of entitlement so the way to stop failed expectations and the way to stop a sense of entitlement is for children, teens, adults alike, just to acknowledge what they have and how in all the ways they are way more fortunate than others. So how can this look? How can this on a day-to-day play out? How do I um, and other people become more grateful? Well, there are, is a desperate way and then a very sad and a horrific way and that is to lose everything. When you, when you do lose everything in terms of your health, your finances, maybe um, a loved one, um, your best, your favourite job, if you lose something, the old saying, you don't know what you've got till it's gone, guaranteed, because I've been there, I nearly lost my life and I lost my ability to go outside for two years and I lost my family for a couple of years because I was in a hospital four hours drive from my house. When you lose something, it puts everything in perspective and you get a taste of, oh my gosh, this is this is a horrible version of my life and it, you are then forced to look at all the things that you have lost. Freedom of um, time, freedom of um, living arrangements, freedom of um, people you hang out with and the list goes on and on and on so ideally you don't want to have to get to a stage where you lose something dear to you to learn the lesson of gratitude gratitude for everything that we have needs to happen whilst we have it and then we're going to breed more of that I honestly believe that if you lose everything It's because life is trying to teach you that you weren't grateful enough for it in the first place. And the only way you're going to learn the lesson of gratitude is to actually lose it and realise that you need to be more grateful if you are lucky enough to get it back or if you get something in its place that kind of fills that void. So I wouldn't recommend um, being so ungrateful that someone leaves you or being so ungrateful that um, you lose a job or being so ungrateful um, and you disrespect your health and you lose your health which leads you to go into hospital anything like that I would just practice 
gratitude at any given spare moment. Now we're so quick to jump on our phones uh, or turn on music or listen to a podcast or fill silence. I love silence because I automatically either start a really deep philosophical thinking process about anything and everything, like what came first, chicken and chicken or the egg, or I start to meditate or without even realizing it, I'm going through a mental checklist of everything I'm grateful for in that moment or in that day or in that week. So I encourage more moments of reflection. Gratitude doesn't doesn't just kind of pop into your head unless you give it the space and time to um, come into your mindset. Obviously, once you've been practicing gratitude for years, it becomes a bit of a more automatic thing. So if I'm in the car and I approach um, a traffic jam or lights or um, roadworks, automatically now I will go into what am I grateful for sometimes I get through 10 things sometimes I get stuck on one but I'm really consciously using that time every time I'm in the car and I'm stationary what am I grateful for most people would reach to their phone most people go oh fuck's sake now I'm going to be late and and it's instantly going into the negative it's a wonderful opportunity that time you can't go anywhere you're literally stuck in a car still why not go through your list of things you're grateful for. Now, you might feel a bit silly because it goes back to this conditioning of mind. Well, why should I be grateful that it's not raining? I live in Australia. Obviously, it's not going to rain in January. Or why should I be grateful that I can, um, when I park my car, get out of my seat and walk into the office? Well, because the very fact that you have two legs that walk isn't a given. You know, some people don't. So you might feel silly, like you're clutching at straws and it might feel like a bit OTT, kind of thinking of these things that you've just taken for granted or an expectation. But that is exactly the point. You shouldn't take anything for granted. And if saying thank you, either out loud or just in your mind, feels silly or funny, um, chances are you haven't quite really taken um, enough time to be grateful for it. So one thing that is often helpful as well is keeping a little journal, a little gratitude journal. So you can um, either do this in the morning or the night time, but making a list of three things, it might be what am I grateful for um, in terms of an action, who am I grateful for, and what am I myself what am I grateful for that I've done for me because we can't just assume that we're grateful for external things we absolutely are the um the boss of our own life we construct our own existence so why not be grateful for ourselves so it's very easy to be grateful for other people because we can recognize when they've done something above and beyond or helped us out or paid us a compliment or made us laugh very easy to be grateful for an occasion right now it's not raining I'm very grateful that I've got enough money in the bank that I can take a day off work tomorrow I'm grateful for the fact that I've got a nice car that I could drive here I didn't have to get an uber or um, I have google maps so I was able to find this place so easy to find um, gratitude in occasions being grateful for yourself much more difficult But again, I think it's a change in mindset. So, for instance, I hate, I hate when people 
um, celebrate or they treat themselves with food that's actually not good for you. So instead of saying, right, I'm going to have a cheat day and I'm going to go to McDonald's and I'm going to kind of honour myself and reward myself with a burger, how about being grateful for putting a salad in your body because I'm giving myself the healthiest choice? Or instead of celebrating um, having a wicked night with the mates and drinking 10 cans, um, I don't even know how to describe the situation because I've never done it. Be grateful for the fact that you took yourself on a walk. So I've already spoken about how being grateful, um, or sorry, not being grateful can lead to resentment, which can lead to feeling like you're not valued. And and martyrs and people that do a lot for other people, often it's because they're trying to get validation and self-worth from other people. It's the same for yourself. So if if you can be grateful for your own actions and you can genuinely thank yourself, then it automatically ups your self-esteem. So one thing I struggled with personally when I was in hospital was that I didn't love myself enough to gift myself nutrition, to gift myself rest, to um, do things that was going to keep me alive. The more I started thanking myself for eating um, rather than punishing myself for eating, the more my self-esteem improved, um, the more I wanted to love myself, the more I wanted to do actions that would actually help me and keep me healthy and show myself self-love. So how can you consciously go about doing something that you can be grateful for towards yourself? And if you know you have to fill out this list, if you know you have to find, I mean, three is nothing, there's probably 300 in a day, but start with three. One thing that you're grateful for in someone else, one thing you're grateful for in a situation, and one thing you're grateful for for yourself, it kind of forces you to actually have to do something for yourself. And it forces you to be aware, to have the mindset of, okay, I've got to fill up my list at the beginning or the end of the day. So I better be um, aware and looking and mindful. And you end up going through your day actually finding many, many, many things you're grateful for. And it becomes a bit of a habit in that you're then going to be more optimistic, more positive. You you don't give your brain enough time to focus on the negative. Um, and you kind of just turn your mindset around. Like people have often said, I'm annoyingly happy and annoyingly optimistic. But the reality is I spend so long just being genuinely grateful for things that I find it really hard to spend too long focused on the negative. Um, I mentioned about the kids before. I think a lovely time to go over what you're grateful for and become make it become a habitual thing for children. Obviously, we know that not breeding gratitude leads to entitlement, leads to resentment, leads to all sorts of very harmful negative um behaviors as as an adult when people feel like the world owes them something that's when you can be violent that's when you take that's when you rape that's when you commit crimes um that's when you're angry that's when you just basically aren't in a a very good positive healthy mindset as an adult so we have to start teaching gratitude um which shows respect as well for um, people. It's so important to teach respect for others. Um, 
And one way to do that is choose a time every single day. So it becomes the norm, like brushing the teeth, like um, nighttime routine. Kids thrive off routine. They need it. Okay, so why not pop gratitude in as part of their daily ritual? Maybe the drive to school or the drive after school and then they've had a day of stuff's happened or over the dinner table. But find a time where you ask the kids, okay, your three things. What are you grateful for today? Your three things. And guaranteed, they'll start to notice without you even having to ask. And that'll um, make them say thank you, <laughs> hopefully. And um, that'll encourage that person to do more of it, not res- be um, feel resented, not feel resentment. And um, yeah, just breed positivity. So the opposite of gratitude is entitlement I've already spoken a bit about that and we know how dangerous entitled people can be so they take they drain um, they can commit crime they're very angry nothing is ever good enough the world owes them constantly so you can basically go through life taking 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 and um, very rarely giving if you're in if you have a sense of entitlement If you are grateful, I think it's kind of a neutral place to be. So you're aware of how fortunate you are. You're willing to give. You want to replicate or grow or pass on that gratitude. But you're um, not really in a martyr state because you're also aware that you have created your own life. You're grateful for it, but you're not um, feeling like you owe the world something. You're just in a neutral place. I think the place that is on the polar opposite scale to entitlement is privilege guilt. Certainly something I've experienced, and this might be a new phrase and you may disagree, but I think when you you know you're privileged, you know that you have a lot to be grateful for, but you feel guilty for it, that's a dangerous place to be as well because then you start to self-sabotage. So if you're born into this world fully healthy, um, loads of money, all the security that you need, no um, kind of trauma, beautiful family, easy pathway into a job, etc., 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 where life is just sort of handed to you, it can feel very uncomfortable having that much privilege because you see either one of two things either you see people around you struggling and you think gosh why are they struggling and I'm not why don't I have a drama and they do why don't I have to face this but I see this person on the streets why am I so comfortable and I know I've got food whenever I need it and shelter and a loving family and yet these people around me are in an earthquake zone or they're orphans or they're in an abusive relationship. It's very challenging to comprehend, well, why should I be all comfortable and happy and these people are struggling? There's always going to be people worse off. There's always going to be people better off. I think an um, an anecdote, I think that's the word, for this problem, and it's something that I'm struggling with because I recognise I'm extremely privileged, middle class, um, white, female, got my health, got enough money, I'm talking into a podcast just for lols and fun because I can, you know, I've got 
such a comfortable life. I don't have any major stresses, health concerns or financial issues. And so often I do feel guilty for the amount of privilege I have. And in the past, I have tried to sabotage my life unconsciously, subconsciously, but I've definitely shaken things up and added a bit of drama in order to kind of feel a bit more comfortable with the fact that I'm too comfortable. Sounds counterintuitive, obviously bit weird to do that but it's certainly something I've done. I've realized the way to get back to that middle ground of genuine gratitude without messing up one's life is to share and empower the thing that you're grateful for. I think that's the only way. So if you have privilege guilt, oh sorry there was two ways in which people deal with privilege guilt. I'll stick with, I've said this the first one which is to sabotage because you're aware of other people's lack of privilege. The second one is completely to turn a blind eye. Often people who are very, very, very wealthy will do this. Politicians who've never experienced um, kind of a low socioeconomic area, they make decisions. They don't even go to the Bronx. They haven't even gone to the shanty towns. They've never actually experienced the people they're um, acting on behalf of Because it's easier to not have to face how privileged they are by turning a blind eye. So neither of these are good options. We don't want to sabotage um, a position of privilege. We certainly don't want to turn a blind eye and pretend that no one is suffering in the world. The best way to get back to that middle ground of genuine gratitude is to empower others by sharing the privilege that you have. So if I'm super privileged with my finances share a little, empower people, loan some money, um, lend some out to someone starting a business, teach financial literacy, start a business school where people can learn how to make their own money, go to a developing country, Africa, and empower women to be able to create their own little mini businesses so they can um, keep their family afloat. That's if you're financially blessed. If you have all the knowledge in the world around a specific subject, share it. Even if you have given um, all the hours and the hard graph to get your PhD in nut allergies for almonds, I don't know how specific a niche it is, go and share it. If you have knowledge, if you had the privilege of having an education or just an incredible mind, share that knowledge. If you have physical ability, for instance, I pulled over the other day, this lady's um, car wheel needed changing. I could see she had some sort of physical disability. Um, obviously, I'm going to stop and help her change her tyre. She didn't have the strength. I didn't ask her what her physical disability was, but I could see she didn't have the dexterity and the strength to change her tyre. I am of a healthy physical body. Obviously, I'm going to change her tyre on her car. So, Whatever your privilege is, try to stop feeling guilty about it um, or try to stop ignoring the fact that you're very privileged by sharing your privilege and empowering others in that area of privilege. And I guarantee that person will be immensely grateful and also you will feel great about empowering someone else. I know people think, oh, if I can just kind of stamp all over people and climb over people and get to the top, then um, I'll be the best. That's driven from ego and entitlement and um, a nasty place. And 
You're never going to feel good about yourself genuinely if you trample on others to get to the top. Empowering others, bringing people along, um, sharing in your privilege so you can all be grateful for a shared knowledge and empowerment is the only way to really, truly feel on top of the world. So there's a couple of people walking right up to me on the beach and I'm talking into this dictaphone. I've um, passionately shared quite a lot on gratitude um, and I think I've spoken quite fast but I think important just to wrap up um, we need to really basically do gratitude more I don't think especially in a very comfortable existence of Western Australia for those of you listening to this, we're probably all far more grateful, sorry, far more privileged than we realise. I don't think we stop enough and consciously make those moments of quiet or that space in our day to allow ourselves to enter a place of reflection and gratitude. I certainly think we take people for granted. So, the more you are grateful for someone, the more you tell them you are grateful, the more you show them you are grateful by maybe um, matching the act that they do or doing something else that you know that you're better equipped to help with and you know that will help them. So kind of gratitude for gratitude, gifting, gifting, giving, giving. The more we do that, the happier people will be, the less resentment there will be, the less taken for granted they will feel and the better that connection with that person. Encouraging kids to be grateful, grateful for sharing a toy, grateful for even playing and having time with friends, grateful for the meal that you give them, grateful for the holiday, grateful for the journeys. I know that they didn't choose to be born and brought into this world but I do believe we have to foster and and grow gratitude from as young an age as possible. Make sure that you are grateful to yourself and if you're not doing anything worth being grateful for to yourself, well, that's a sign in itself to start putting things in place. So if you haven't given yourself your fresh fruit, five and five fruit and veg a day, well then maybe start doing things that you can genuinely be grateful for at the end of the day. If you haven't given yourself loving feedback whilst looking in the mirror and say, you know what, I've freaking love that my legs are so strong and I have the physical strength and ability to go on a run or I'm so grateful for my mind and I'm so grateful that I can read and my intellect and I can learn. If you're not telling yourself these things that you're grateful for, you're not fostering and harnessing and growing self-love and self-esteem and self-worth. So start actively finding things to be grateful for towards yourself. And I think off the back of this conversation, or sorry, this podcast, if there's someone that you have not told that you're grateful for that you love and you value them please go and do that now um as soon as you stop listening just give them a call give them a text drop around some flowers leave a note and let's um practice being a bit more grateful for people okay that's me done people with the dog are walking past okay bye (laughs) 